As David made his way to the doors of the library to start the day, he was shaken from his usual morning slump by a loud clicking sound coming towards him. Hey, hold that door, came a call. When he turned around, he saw the sound coming from a pair of black high heels. Oh boy, is this, is this foot fetish fan fiction? Running around the concrete <laughs> footpath. David caught his breath in, the th- in his throat as he took in the young woman the heels belonged to. Those shoes framed a pair of extremely large feet Vinny, did with you slim write this? ankles. Did you write this foot fetish fan fiction? Accented by her light chocolatey brown skin. I knew you were one of them. I and knew shown it. off by her short cuffed slacks. Worn along with that black dress shirt as part of the library's unofficial work uniform. We're on episode 27, and we've now discovered you are the creep. A set of messy dark brown pigs fell down either side over. of her face. You are the and creep. And framed Vinny. her bright eyes and framely smiled. Hi, I'm Christy. I just started today. The girl introduced herself. Hi, David replied awkwardly. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start the fucking show. I'm sorry. Did that anyone smell anyone's feet for an hour? Creepos! Welcome to another edition of the worst show on the internet. It's the Creep Off. I'm Vinny. That's Carl. Hey, what's happening, Vinny Paulino? How you doing there, hot Carla? I'm doing awesome. We got a Labor Day edition of the Creep Off. Here we are working. We were both talking about how neither one of us is really laboring today. Nope. No, it's pretty easy. It's an easygoing day, and we, I love it. Well, it's, it's a very easy day because we put out a poll to decide what the theme was going to be for today. We did. 60s musicians, 70s musicians, or 80s musicians. We did. The people chose the 80s, and this was pretty easy. There's a lot of bad things that happened in the 80s. Yeah, music it's being a really one t- of the, the challenger. Music being one of the big ones, <laughs> and, also, and also Vinny. <laughs> so, Reaganomics. Now, I will say this. This was uh, suggested in the Discord server, so I forget who suggested it. We're creeps. We don't care that much. So we're going to do that in just a minute. But I think we should probably look at some results from last week oh, before shit. we do. Do we got to look at results first? Uh, we certainly do, Carl. Here we uh, go. Oh, Vinny, 74%. Please. 74% of the vote went to Vinny. Huge deal is going down. That's like 3-1. to and you won a landslide. I did. Dennis Haster it's about my game. is definitely creepier than Larry Craig. That's yeah, the answer. I agree. The old v- Vienna sausage that used to hold the gavel. I thought I could gaslight our listeners, but it didn't work. Yeah. They, they did. You didn't go very hard. You didn't go very deep on that one, I'm going to say. Well, I'll tell you what, Vinny. I've learned my lesson. I'm down two to zero in the uh, tournament that's going on right now. Yes. I don't want to get to five and have to spin the Wheel of Consequences, so I'm going to step up my game now. So speaking of the Wheel of Consequences, I do have to make an announcement. I need yes. to pull on my calendar because I have to remember the day I decided. All right. But so because I had to, to spend a 12-month live stream listening a 12 to... 12-hour. 12-month. Yeah, you asshole. <laughs> Stupid idiot. I'm just going to get a dry erase and change that. No, it says 12-month. It's written right here, buddy. I'm sorry. 
12 hour live stream. That is correct. With Michael Patrick and Patrick Michael and whoever you all want me to listen to. Opie. You could suggest the worst podcast. Centering John. I'm going to put them into a loop that lasts 12 hours. Oh, you know what you should have to listen to? What's that? The, the last episode of WATP we just did with Shaw, the audio engineer. <laughs> <laughs> listen to that. Unfortunately, I did already. <laughs> I thought I was the only person allowed to just contradict everything you say. Holy shit. Um, so. I'm going to do, I believe it's going to be September 26th or 27th. It's going to be either a Saturday oh, or a Sunday. That's, that's like a month away. It's, I need some fortitude here, and I need to put together the clip, the show. Like okay. i got to f- compile the episodes. If you want to send in an episode suggestion for my 12-hour podcast torture, you can send it directly to thecreepoff at gmail.com. Just send me the link to the episode, and uh, we'll all make sure you know what I'm going to be listening to during that fateful 12 hours. Very good. All right. We're looking forward to that. Now, because I am the winner from last week, that means this competition is going to start with creepiest 80s 80s musicians. Ring that bell, Carl. My creep this week was born Jesus Christ Allen in 1956. Mm -hmm. A lot of people know him by his nickname, Gigi. Now, he's kind of a folk character in the punk rock scene but for those of you who are uninitiated holy fucking shit this guy was just a walking fucking terror everywhere he went Gigi grew up in new hampshire here's the thing about this guy he was named jesus christ which obviously tells you a lot about his parents yeah it's like naming your kid giving them a very common name and you know spelling it wrong like carl's parents real fucking sick creepy shit what are you talking about the allen's family patriarch was a religious fanatic named merle They lived in a log cabin. They had no electricity. They had no running water. Merle was incredibly, like, reclusive and nuts and very abusive. In fact, he always threatened to kill the family. And when the kids misbehaved, he would dig graves in the cabin cellar (laughs) just to prove his point. He'd, like, dig your grave. That's why you always leave a note. Like, he's one of those guys. Yeah. So, uh... Gets the point across for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So... The younger Alan described living with Merle as a primitive existence. This is uh, Merle, Merle Jr. So there was Jesus Christ Allen and Merle Jr. We'll talk a little bit more about him in a minute. They said it was a primitive existence, liking it to a prison sentence rather than an upbringing. They weren't allowed to talk after dark. If it would be dark out, they were no longer allowed to speak, like in that terrible movie. So this guy was really coming out of a real crazy situation. So his mother took... Jesus Christ and Merle Jr., they moved away, and the nickname Gigi came from Merle not being able to say Jesus Christ. He was only able to say Gigi, (laughs) and that was the nickname that stuck. That's blasphemy. That's like the definition of it. Yeah, but this guy, like the dad was a religious nut, and he was just like, my son's name is Jesus Christ. I must protect him in the woods. Dig your grave, boy. (laughs) Like, what a fucking upbringing. He'll be okay in three days. (laughs) fine <laughs> so his mom Ariadne officially changed his name from jesus christ to kevin michael uh even though he continued to go by Gigi. the only thing he was allowed to do was listen to the radio as a kid he loved rock and roll and he learned how to play the drums now you can imagine a kid growing up like this and then going to junior high and high school in a normal place he probably worked probably, out really well for him right no probably became no, well no, adjusted no, no. made a lot of friends Started playing soccer. No, he was a bit of a a recluse. He did get really into music, and he formed several bands, and him and his brother Merle uh, played together. His brother Merle was the bassist. Now, according to Merle, that is not the only way that they played together, Carl. Merle told the author of a book called Rock Bottom 
Gigi wasn't that interested in sex in high school. He did engage in sexual activity, albeit in a, quote, non-traditional way. Merle explained, he never had girlfriends in high school. The only sex Gigi had when he was a kid was me and him masturbating each other as young teenagers. Is that why he wrote this song? Ain't only raping children. That's a pretty good tune. Yeah, he was, um, he was heavily into masturbation, according to... Uh, his brother. Aren't we all? Yeah. Well, <laughs> you can't fault a man for that, but I can't fault you for jerking off your little brother. Yeah. Bro, well, they didn't have the internet back then, so <laughs> who knows what any of us would have done. Look at, look at how kids these days have it so easy. <laughs> right. They don't have to go jerk off their <laughs> siblings. So he acted out in high school, as you could imagine. He did things like cross-dressed in school. He sold drugs, broke into people's houses, and he generally lived his life on his own terms. Can I tell you something that's really funny? Yeah. I've, I think I've done all of the, I think I did all those things in high school as well. Yeah. Sold drugs, cross-dressed. How was is your other, brother? What was the other one? No, no, <laughs> not the jerking up the brother thing. Uh, what was the other breaking thing? Breaking into houses. Breaking into houses. Yeah, I think I did all those things. You were breaking and entering as a kid, Carl? Well, I mean, just to hang out for a little I bit. I can't That's imagine you thing. holding up under questioning. <laughs> Actually, I can. You just sit there with a stupid grin. Carl, yes. did you break into that house? Just smile talking. No. no. I don't think so. No. Doesn't sound like something I would do. So he played in some really interesting bands. Uh, He started playing professionally in the early 1980s. He appeared with a group called the Cedar Street Sluts, the Scum Fucks, and the Texas Nazis. Between 1982 and 1985, he gained a reputation for himself as a hardcore underground rocker. After a performance in Manchester, he became known as the Madman of Manchester. Now... What was so weird and what kept people coming back to see Gigi? I can't really necessarily say it was the music. Would you like to hear a couple clips of his songs, Carl? Definitely. Let's hear the okay. music. Okay. Let's play some uh, Gigi Allen clips for you. Here is his song called Piss on You. I want to piss on you. I want to piss on you. You ain't shit to me. Because I'm better than you. I want to shit on you. If I were mixing that song, Betty, the lead guitar I would have brought down just a little bit. I would have brought the level down of the lead guitar. I'd be like, it wasn't your best performance, but we'll keep it. But let's just bring it down a it's little like bit. If Nick, it. It's like if Nick Bate had production. Dude, I think this inspired Nick Bate. I really do, too. Yeah. Here's another uh, Here's another clip from a... Lyrics are good, though. Yeah. Lyrics are good. Yeah, here's another one I think you might like. It's called Anal Cunt. All right. <laughs> Yeah, so that's Ooh basically. My. Yeah. How much of the side do we have to listen to, man? I think we get the fucking point. Well, <laughs> we I just it. want to make sure you got all the, the, the nuance of the song. Yeah. You know? for As you cream, lay on the ground in my feet. And for my cream, I'm going to play the entire catalog. So just so you know, this is going to be like an eight hour Fine. Creep-off. Fine. Well, Gigi. No, no, got... no, go ahead. Read the lyrics. Go ahead. Whatever you wanted to do there. I'm sorry. I dropped it. Oh, just said, you know, things like, you know, 
your dead anal cunt will be my fuck of fucks today as you lay on the ground on my feet. I'll rape your dead ass and I'll penetrate it deep. Did he inspire the band anal cunt to name their band anal cunt? I, they must have. Have you ever heard anal cunt? There's not two two people that are that genius. Right. That's right. Yeah. What do they call it? Parallel thinking? Correct. Parallel development. Parallel development. So uh, here's a clip from a uh, closeted homosexual reporter from his early days talking all about the impression that Gigi would make in a town when he would arrive. News Night 6 reporter Shepard Smith joins us live outside the club Space Fish on Church Street with this exclusive report. Michelle, we must warn what you are about to see and hear is quite graphic, but it's true. Happened at the club Space Fish behind me last night. A band called Gigi Allen and the Murder Junkies. People paid $7 to watch a man defecate into his own hand while he was nude. And that is just the beginning. <laughs> while he was nude. That's how you shit you in your don't own do, hand. Yeah, you don't do it with your pants on, chef. You know how difficult that would be? Uh, you're just hoping it falls out the leg that you're holding your hand underneath? Young Shepard Smith. I like show. that he was focused on how much people spent to get into the show. I mean, $4.50, I can understand, but $7? Right. To watch this guy shit into his hand? That's too much. Well, he definitely found his gimmick. In 1985, while performing in Peoria, Illinois, he basically stood in front of the crowd and took a giant shit on the stage. Yeah. Frontman Bloody Mess recalled later, I was with him when he bought the X-Lax. Unbeknownst <laughs> to the crowd, the act was entirely premeditated. Unfortunately, he ate it hours before the show, so he constantly had to hold it. Or he would have shit before he got on stage. Before long, he wasn't just defecating on stage. He started eating the feces, smearing it around, and throwing it at the audience members. He also incorporated animal blood into the act by pouring it onto his body before performing and by spraying it across the stage and audiences. Now, this is just about how his stage show developed. Right. Eventually, he would start cutting and mutilating himself on stage. And on one show in New York, he fucked himself in the ass with a banana on stage. The old the banana trick. The old disappearing banana gang. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've all seen that one before. I think uh, I think Teller did it the best when I saw Penn and Teller in 84. Uh, Penn looked like he's a gentle giant. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> a bunch of places stopped booking him, and then lawsuits started happening. Several female concertgoers started claiming he sexually assaulted them during and after the shows, and others have claimed that he attacked them during his set. There was a, uh, a one show he played up in uh, New York State. A young Vinnie Paulino was there in the audience, and we have audio of that. Let's see that dick. <laughs> Yeah, I was having a great time with Mosh Pit. <laughs> There's really one distinctive interview with Gigi Allen, and it was just a really great interview, and they asked him a lot of interesting questions. There was a lot of things that were revealed about the psychology behind his stage act. Okay. And as you can imagine, it's fucking lunacy, Carl. Well, he's eating his own shit. Yeah, stage. this is from his appearance on the uh, Jerry Springer show. I don't need to hear him explain it, really. What do you do on stage? That gets I might go out and kick somebody in the head. I might grab a girl and force her to... Uh, Perform oral sex with me. I've had sex on stage with men, women, and animals, and everything in between. There are, see, the thing of it is, in rock and roll, there can be no limits. I agree. Have you seen the isotopes? We really, we're edgy too. Yeah. I, have you ever stuff. fucked an animal on the stage? I haven't personally. Have you raped a man or a woman? Not me, but I'm playing the lead guitar, Benny. All right. I have other things to do. Now, they asked him about the shitting. What's the deal with the shitting? He had a very interesting theory on this, and I, I guess it comes from his religious upbringing with good old Merle in the cabin. 
Defecation on the stage goes with what I do because the defecation is the communion to the audience. It's a communion to my allies. It's just like I told these people over here, they go to church on Sunday and eat the body of Christ. Why can't my followers come and eat the body of Gigi Young? So I want to make a point here. When you ask someone, why do you shit and eat your shit on stage? Do you expect a good answer? Do you expect somebody's going to bring it to light and be like, oh, okay, you're just misunderstood. Well, of course it's going to be ridiculous. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. <laughs> but that was really ridiculous. He brought in yeah. the body of Christ yeah. into this. Yeah, he's, share, he's sharing the now, communion. Yeah. as for the rapes, how do you defend raping people who come to your show? Well, good old Gigi sure did. I'm Jerry Springer. Well, I'll tell you one thing. People feel sorry for themselves after they're raped, and that's not what they should do. They should build from strength. If a girl gets raped when she's 10, she may not get raped and killed when she's 15 because she'll be conditioned for that situation. Is there data to back this claim up? You know what I <laughs> love really about that? It's girls get raped when they're 10. I heard him say that, and I immediately thought of you. <laughs> because, like, Carl will always take the most extreme, sarcastic viewpoint on something, and this sounds exactly like something Carl would just say to fucking like stir the pot right yeah and they grow from it and they learn from it you know a 10 year old that gets raped I, I, if you're going to rape people at your concerts you don't want to go on jerry springer and admit it i have a feeling this is not working out well for him i think he's i think he's saying that it's character development it is character development. and you know what he really did say it's character development listen they're censoring their kids telling their kids to stay away from what's really going on in the real world. Those are the very people who are getting raped and killed because they don't know how to handle tragedy because they're never put in front of a tragic situation. And we, when they come to my show, I'm going to give them the hard lesson of life. If you get raped at my show, you're probably better off for it. <laughs> well, that's the way to be and, on the offensive. I'll give and, him and, that. And, you know impressive. what? He makes a good point. It's all the parents' fault. It's it, not it wrong. Parents, that's it's true. not wrong. That is true. <laughs> so wait, $7 to get raped by this guy? <laughs> that was starting to sound like a deal. <laughs> I mean, the dry cleaning bill is horrific. Uh, that's, the, that's the problem. But, uh, Don't wear your Sunday best. So let, he, here's him summing up his shows. Okay. I've seen people in my audience leave with broken bones, broken arms. I've seen them leave on stretchers. I've seen uh, rapes before me. It's it's just all a part of it's a great thing. It's it's a it's a powerful thing. Yeah. It makes wow. you powerful. Yeah, it's a great thing. Who's the insurance company who is working with this person? State nowhere. Yeah. Because that's not that's, fucking happening. Yeah, I'm not insuring this show. Yeah, correct. He was also into young girls. Did I mention that? Did I get that in there? You haven't gotten there yet. In uh, nineteen eighty he mar he got married and uh to a woman that he knew in high school, shockingly. The marriage dissolved by 1986. At that point, Alan was dating a girl named Tracy Denault, who was a teenager. Denault gave birth to his daughter, Nico, in 1986. They never got married. But by the time Gigi Young was dead, he was dating a 17-year-old named Liz. And uh, here are some clips. 17, legal in New York State. Sure. Just, just want to point that out. I like to sure. point that out. I, I don't, don't ask me why I know that. But I, I just like want to you to listen to this. I want you to – this is a clip, and I apologize – for the audio on this. This is the best I could find of it. This is him appearing on another talk show with his two teenage girlfriends. Here, I'd like you to meet them. Wendy and Liz are both 17, and they say they do anything for Gigi Allen. Really? Anything? Yes, I will do anything for Gigi Allen. I will die for him. I will do anything for him. He is my God. He is my daddy, and I will do it all for him. He's your daddy? What's that mean? He is my daddy. He is I to her. When she came out and followed me on the road, I told her, I, I showed her more things than her daddy could ever show her. He is my Literally. daddy. 
how does he win legal custody of a teenager? He's dressed like a fucking Mad Max warlord. <laughs> I know. The Speedo is not a good look for him. Oh, I my gotta God. I got to be honest. Well, would you like to know how Daddy spent Father's Day with his, uh, with his daughters? Oh, boy. Here's, uh, here's what he had to say. I could take a guess, but God. On Father's Day, my daddy gave me the great gift of letting me watch him masturbate, and I got in his mouth, and it was the greatest father-daughter experience I've ever had in my life. Did she say piss or shit there? Shit. Oh, boy. You want to hear it one more time? <sighs> Here you go. Just give On this a lesson. Day, my daddy gave me the great gift of letting me watch him masturbate, and I got in his mouth, and it was the greatest father-daughter experience I've ever had in my life. Yep. How many girls do want to shit in their dad's mouth now? I bet there's a few. Would you like to hear one that would real be cathartic? Would you like to hear one really interesting fact about Gigi Allen that I did not know? That at some point during the 1980s, he struck up a pen pal relationship with John Wayne Gacy. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, who'd been convicted of the slayings of 33 people. Uh, the two were close enough friends that Gacy gladly designed the movie poster for a documentary that was being made called Hated, Gigi Allen and the Murder Junkies. Now, here's the interesting fact. Not only did John Wayne Gacy do the poster for this, yeah. the director of that movie was Todd Phillips, the guy who just did Joker. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, that was his very first film. So I bet Joker was better. Yeah, yeah. I'm I bet Joker go with was it. a better movie. You know, you grow as an artist you do. the farther you go. You learn from mistakes. Gacy's artwork also essentially funded the film. Phillips sold Prince of the Poster for $15 a pop and ended up raising around twelve grand. And because of it, they took away... You're not supposed to like be able to make money off of your crimes. They took away John Wayne Gacy's art privileges. Oh, wow. Over this whole situation. So he didn't have to pay out uh, anything. He had to keep all the money. Yeah. Good yeah. deal. Yeah, not bad at all. That's interesting. So I, I, maybe I should be tapping into uh, criminals more often for some of the work that I need done. Towards the end of the 80s, he's been living his life like a complete fucking lunatic. Shitting in his daughter's mouth, having his daughter shit in his mouth. Just... Yep. A lot of fun. Uh, fucking cutting himself bleeding, raping people and animals on stages. Yeah. Pissing and shitting everywhere he went. Everybody that worked for that fucking guy had to wear rain boots. <laughs> You're like, right. You know, it's yeah. like, if you were a fucking roadie, you had to bring wear the fucking, capri pants. Get, bring the galoshes. <laughs> By the way, how much of this, though, is just his, like, persona? And he has to say that these things are happening to make it seem like he's so edgy and such well, an edgelord. I mean, he's people making say that. Up, right? People say that. Yeah. But... Here's the fact. I don't know if it's true or not. Here's the fact. I don't know. <laughs> That's a great sentence. Let me let me break some facts down for you. I have no idea. There were some things that make me question his authenticity. For example, yeah. in 1989, he said that he was going to end it all on stage on Halloween. Yeah, he was going to kill himself Halloween night, 1989, on stage. How much uh, for how much were the tickets for that concert? Seven fifty. <laughs> Yeah, there's a surcharge <laughs> to last show. <laughs> do you do you want balcony or do you want? Okay, so he couldn't do it, and the reason he didn't do it is because he was in prison. Here's a clip of him blaming the victim of why he went to jail. Okay, they let her off and put me in prison because she was the weaker sex. Now, if women want equal rights, they got to do equal time. Okay, I cut her, I burned her, I drank her blood, but she also did the same to me. <laughs> well, he's got a good point there. <laughs> you know, because she was the weaker sex. And he also, uh, I will say this, had been arrested 52 times over his career. Okay. Here's a clip of him discussing it. You've been arrested 52 times. Are these mainly assault charges or like public decency type uh, things? It was indecent exposure, disorderly conduct, inciting a riot. Uh, 
endangering the lives of my audience, indecent to minors, assault and battery, felonious assault, attempted murder, and so on and so on and so, so on. So what you're saying is, what you're saying is this. What I'm saying is, is that the law has no business to come into my show and yeah. tell me what I can and cannot do on that stage when people have paid to see it. Well, you know, we came a long way from when Jim Morrison said the F word on stage and had the show shut Fucking down. Fucking poor Lenny Bruce. <laughs> it's just like a couple decades go by and this guy's like, I should be able to rape animals on stage. What's the problem? Here's my favorite thing about him. You know, if he was in prison, like if he didn't have the music thing and he was just in prison, he'd be what they called a jailhouse lawyer. Yes. Because he just has an argument for fucking everything. Well, I like that he was able to rattle off everything he's been arrested for as if he rehearsed it. Yeah. Like he's got flashcards at home. Well, I mean, he has a good memory. He does. He does. It's impressive. Here's how he died, and here's the, the real tragedy. He died? Yeah, he's dead. Oh, what happened? He prided himself <laughs> on being such a fucking rock star. He died in the most fucking legitimately cliche way a rock star can die. He died. Oh, his uh, wife murdered him, and then they claimed it was suicide? No, he died the oh, same not, way. That's the Kirk Cobain way. He okay. died the same way those boars Philip Seymour Hoffman and Heath Ledger did. Uh, fucking heroin. Oh, fucking heroin. Yeah. He uh, was only 36 years old. That's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, he looked like he was fucking half dead in those clips I just showed you. Now, when he died... You know, the problem with heroin, it's not a real getting shit done type of drug. Nobody shoots up heroin and then gets their to-do list all knocked out for the day. If you want to be a rock star, I feel like cocaine, methamphetamine, maybe PCP. I just feel like there's better things out there for you. The Mick Jagger diet. The more you know. Now, uh... Let's talk about his funeral, shall we? Okay. Okay. He had an open casket service. His corpse was buried with a bottle of Jim Beam, which was what he requested. Mm-hmm. Several photographs of his extreme live performances. His good friends came and they paid their respects by urinating and shitting directly into his casket. Is that true? Yes. What's the funeral home that negotiated this? I so think they like, must have done the shit in a field. And they're like, all right, we don't typically allow that, but if you want to pay the extra fee... <laughs> <laughs> Those places are usually so clean. Uh, his tombstone is still routinely vandalized uh, by those seeking to mourn the fallen rocker. So that is Gigi Allen. And I would like to play you one final clip. All right. This is him on a talk show talking to a police officer. Does Gigi Allen know wrong from right? That's what I wonder. I th- thought this thing, is this like authentic or not? But listen to this interaction. There's a lot of screaming, but try to hear through it. Beating up on people, raping people, uh, et cetera, et cetera, is wrong. I don't know it is right in that. It's wrong. What? No, it isn't. It's right. It's right. The words of Gigi Allen, ladies and gentlemen. He might have had a mental illness. You think? I do. Yeah. I think he might have not. They said that, you know, when Blaine, they right. put him in prison and they analyzed him, they said he had like a personality disorder. <laughs> yeah, yep. Yeah, they didn't say he was like psychotic or anything like that, but they definitely said he had a personality disorder and he was a stone cold alcoholic. His friends were shocked that heroin is what got him because like he, we never really saw him with like a needle in his arm. We always saw him just piss fucking drunk. Mm. So there you go. All Your right. turn. Very good, Vinny. Compelling argument. For Gigi Allen being the biggest creep. Unfortunately, I brought a bigger creep today. My creep is the backup tambourine player for the monkeys. No, I'm just kidding. My creep this week is a man that you might know admits he is a criminal. I knew you. Bum. Michael Jackson. You want to talk about the creepiest 80s musician. Look no further than the king of pop. It is Michael Jackson. 
Let's talk about how many children this guy molested. He settled a lot of these cases with hush money. You familiar with this, Vinny? Never heard anything about it. Oh, well. This whole thing just escaped me. I haven't heard this you, story. You know before. about this? All right. Well, listen to this report. The claims of hush money reportedly amount to $200 million for 20 victims. He paid out $200 million for 20 victims. Two of the fathers of those victims committed suicide. These parents are not good at parenting when they let sleepovers happen at Michael Jackson's house. Now, Michael oh, Jackson, hot take, Carl. Michael Jackson built a theme park at his house. Maybe you've heard of this. He wanted to attract children to come over. And you know why he wanted to do that, Vinny? Because he wanted to have sexual intercourse with them, Carl? That's correct. There's a man named Wade Robson who has come out and uh, talked about this. He sexually abused me from seven years old until 14. He was abused from seven to fourteen. Do you know why he stopped? Did he being have to abused? pay seven dollars first? Did he know? Did know, he have to pay seven dollars first? Do you know why he stopped being abused at the age of fourteen? That's around the time that all of a sudden young boys start looking like grown-ups. They start getting hair down there. Jax is not real thrilled with that. He wants the hairless, prepubescent young boys. This is Wade talking about uh, how he was groomed. You know, he used a flat iron. A couple of days prior to, to, to the abuse starting, he started touching me just in the sense of like hand on my leg, lots of hugs, kissing my forehead, rubbing my hand. So there had been this kind of development of physical closeness that was happening already that felt like a father. Just oh. oh, well, that's nice. It felt like it felt like a father figure in his life. Uh, well, until this happens. I will be your father. <laughs> until this happens. Oh, it's not him. Michael just sort of starting to touch my legs and touch my crotch over my pants. It progressed to him performing oral sex on me, him showing me how to perform oral sex on him. That's the problem with kids. They're terrible at blowjobs. You really have to walk them through every single step. Yeah. You really have to keep them gagged after, too, huh? Huh? Uh, well, they do talk about that. They do talk about how Michael Jackson would tell them there weren't a lot to tell anybody. The training, Michael's training of me to testify began the first night that he started abusing me. Uh -oh. He started telling me that if anybody else ever finds out, we'll both go to jail. Both of our lives will be over. Yeah. Not exactly, not how it turned out. But. So, molesting children sounds like a terrible thing to do. But I think it's even creepier when you think about how Michael Jackson actually fell in love with these boys. Like, he was in relationships. So that one kid was seven years. He was in a relationship. Come on. In fact, he even got married to one of them. He allegedly engaged in a wedding ceremony with this young boy. Oh, Jesus Christ. No, he didn't. He... Decided to marry this young boy, and the reason why is because they were in love, and God had brought them together, Vinny. As Michael started doing these sexual acts, he started talking to me about God brought us together. We love each other, and this is we how we love each other. We love each we other, and this is how we show each other our love. They love each other. It's not that he wants to molest boys. By the way, I think one of the things that he was into was rim jobs. Michael Jackson really liked the boys to just get out all fours and he'd just go up from behind and just go to town on them. And I will say, a nine-year-old's butthole, probably not the cleanest place in the world. They really, 
They're not good at oral sex. They can't wipe real good. There's a lot of problems with nine-year-olds. Yes, yes. I have to tell you. Your parents give them too much trust at that age to get that job cleaned. You need to go to Uncle Mike. So this other guy, James Safechuck, he talked about his uh, molestation events with Michael Jackson. And I think this is the creepiest part of it. Oh, did he marry, not marry him? No, they didn't get did married. They have, did they have sexual intercourse out of wedlock? <laughs> yes. Yes, this was a sin for sure. Okay. He introduced me to masturbation. He said I taught him how to French kiss. This young boy taught Michael Jackson how to French kiss. Is that the grossest thing you've ever heard? <laughs> Why is it? It's always the kissing that gets to me. It's always the worst thing. It's like, oh, you guys both sucked each other off? Okay. And, and we made out. Oh, how did the kid have to teach him? You made, like, I know. Like, oh, I, this is a new thing. This is, a, is this what the French are talking about? This is a 30-something-year-old man who's been a... Giant celebrity since he was five. And he's telling this eight-year-old, you taught me how to French kiss. Man. I should, by the way, I should bring in his argument into this because we're talking a lot of shit about Michael Jackson, but he does have a pretty good point to make. No, they're ignorant. That's ignorant. Ah, Good point, Michael. Oh, another South Park clip from Carl. Yep. Mm -hmm. You know it. By the way, they, they were talking about this on Joe Rogan. And unfortunately, uh, Brendan's on there. But um, Jamie talks about one of the things from the documentary that came out. The hallway leading up to his bedroom was wired so that footprints would make a ding-dong sound in the room. So he had it rigged that if anybody came near his bedroom, he would be alerted long before they got there. If that isn't the creepiest thing a child molester could do, I mean, it's not... It's actually practical. I shouldn't say creepy. It's actually quite practical, but it shows how invested he is. The sex swing just flips around and turns into a bookcase. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. All of a sudden, a movie screen comes down. They're watching a Disney cartoon. All right. So this is obviously a lot of creepiness. And we do know that Michael Jackson uh, 100% had sex with a lot of young boys, no matter what Macaulay Culkin That chime goes off. Michael Jackson just pulls out and wipes his dick on a teddy bear. (laughs) (laughs) Throws it in the fucking garbage. But the worst thing that Michael Jackson did, and I don't know if you're aware of this, was that ghost song he put out in like 2008. No, that was all right. The worst thing that he did was he bought up rights to other people's music. And I don't know if you're familiar with this, but this was a surprise. Oh, I know all about it. This is a surprise to me. He also owned Happy Birthday. He owned Happy Birthday? He bought the rights to it. So that's why you weren't, you're not allowed to sing it in a restaurant. I feel like that's over. I think yeah. you can say it now. You can now because it's back into the public domain. Mm. Or maybe after he died. No. It became Dude, that's why everyone sings the bullshit happy birthday. Happy, yeah. happy birthday. Happy, happy, happy birthday. Happy, happy, happy. I think uh, like ASCAP or BMI could literally come in and find the restaurant Holy if you were singing shit. that. Shit. Yeah. And that's because of Michael? That's so stupid. Dude, what a baller move. It's copyright. Owning so happy crazy. birthday. Yeah. I want all the money. Give Dude, it to me. Too bad he doesn't like bitches because that'd be the biggest move ever. By the way, that's not Marge Simpson. That is Brendan Schaub. Uh, I apologize for bringing Brendan Schaub out of the show. Did you know that he bought Happy Birthday and that's why you're not allowed to sing it? I did not. I did not know that well, either. Someone who's watching live on YouTube says that is not true. What a fucking creep. Oh, oh, now we're going to trust random people watching us on YouTube? Who do you think knows better? Jamie from the Joe Rogan Experience 
or some random person who's spending their Monday afternoon watching the creep off. Okay, Carl, you make excellent <laughs> points. Not about your creep, but about that. So for all of those reasons, I say the biggest creep of the 80s and is 80s Gigi Allen's is, of course, Michael Jackson. Vote for Michael Jackson. It is the correct vote. And uh, good argument today, though, Vinny. I thought that was a, a good discussion that we had. It's going to be three to nothing. You're going to be spinning the wheel in no time. Fuck you, Carl. All right. Don't forget so. to vote uh, on Twitter at CreepOffPod. We're working on getting a new uh, voting system in place. Uh, well, Carl supposedly is, yeah. but he's a little too busy enjoying vacation. I'm very busy with that. We're, we're working on it. Yep, yep, yep. We've got yep, a lot so. of technology going on in the background. You guys aren't even seeing. Yep, so uh, you ready to uh, check out our voicemails today, Did we Carl? get some voicemails, Vinny? We you did. know what? I feel bad. I have not been giving About updates. About picking Michael Jackson? No, no. Michael Jackson was a great pick. I'm going to win. I feel bad. I've not been giving updates. I started to, and then I kind of let it slide. My fantasy baseball team. Ended the regular season 4-1-1. I'm in the playoffs. I have a first week bye in the playoffs. So faces loaded. My fantasy baseball team doing very, very well. And I've, I've been getting all the emails and notes from people and DMs asking about it. We're doing well. We, we lost last week, but it didn't matter. Still in first place. Got the first week bye. All right, Benny, what do we got? Uh, you ready for some uh, some voicemails? Sure. This one came in from our friend Imbecile, who is very upset because last week we only had one call. And I got to be honest, it was a bit of a snoozer. Okay. Imbecile here. I try only to call if I have something funny or entertaining to say as per Vinny's instructions. However, this week's creep-off broke my heart when I heard the only voicemailer was prepped by Rick. <laughs> PBR, whom has a personality that is dwarfed by that of Lenny Dykstra's pubic hair. <laughs> I always wanted to start a voicemail feud with that twat, but he does not have the courage or fortitude to stand up to the great imbecile Wilhelm. Just like everyone else in Oregon, it seems, he only has courage when he is surrounded by shrill women and incels in black masks, burning down shoe stores. Jesus Christ. Shots fired. Lastly, Vinny. What? Please, despite you looking like the quintessential basement dwelling, pizza roll eating Twitch streamer, you <laughs> Yo. pretend, feign ignorance in not knowing what a Goomba is. A Goomba, you fool. Are you trying to or cool points with that Fonzie-like Carl. Anyway, <laughs> Goomba! Oregon! 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 All right, a little long this week, pal. But, uh, yeah, I guess last week I couldn't remember the name of the little mushroom guys. They're called Goombas. Yeah, I, I get it. Who I cares? Oh, whatever. All right. I, I knew the word mushroom, so I got close. So, Vinny, let's talk about your lighting. Because we believe it or not, we're in the same studio. We're right next to each other. I'm in a different you, room. You do look like you're in someone's basement and that you are a creep with your light. Why don't you just have regular lighting? What is the deal with that? I like it the way I like it. <laughs> okay. I'm more comfortable in the dark. Um, the problem is you're not. Your face is all lit up. Because if it was the opposite, it would look better. If you were dark and the background was lit up, that would make sense to me. Mind your business. Fair enough. Here's our next uh, voicemail from someone who's a little annoyed with us. Okay. How is this thing going to ring up? Bam, Brad 
because what the fuck, girl? I'm over here at Walmart listening to the creep up, doing some shopping for my family. The fucking thing ends, and now I am mindlessly humming about anally raping children. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> anyway, uh, also, the enemies and Mario are called Goombas. Come on, take no. Ain't only raping children. Uh, That's for you, band practice guy. Now what? It is a catchy fucking ditty. It really is. It's really good. Nick, Nick Bate really, really just was just a career that was extinguished too early. I know. You think about Charles Manson, and his music wasn't very good. He was never going to make it. But Nick Bate, man, they locked him up too soon. He had so much art to put out into the world. Now, this is our last uh, voicemail of the week. This is someone calling about our uh, Scum Parade segment where we talked about the two uh, fat guys who tried to kidnap a realtor. Yeah. Hey, I'm just calling about that uh, person on the crew. There's two people on the creep off that kidnapped a realtor. Look, have you tried finding a home in these in this market? It's tough. It's so competitive. I, I would kidnap a realtor if they were showing a house <laughs> and I wanted to buy to another person or couple. Yeah. It, it just makes sense. Okay. Well, maybe I stand corrected. It is a seller's market. It is a person seller's market. makes a good point. He, listen, I will stand corrected. When you have a good point, you have a good point. Yep, for sure. All right. If you want to leave a voicemail, call 585-371-8108. Not while we're streaming live. Go fuck yourself. And if you want to leave a voicemail about Vinny that we can surprise it with, you can always call the WATP hotline. Are we ready for the parade? I'm ready for a parade. Let's do it. Am I ever? <laughs> Nope, 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 nope. Stop it. I want I want Scum Brigade this week. Okay, you got it, buddy. Well, in the middle of the night and the early morning light, you can see these are creeps from miles away. They'll be banging their kids and banging their things, driving up a cliff with children on board. Watch out for the Scum Parade. Oh, no. We're going to start off the scum parade this week. Ladies and gentlemen, shocking, we are going to Florida. Wesley Chapel, Florida. Troopers are looking for the man who was last spotted alongside Interstate 75. According to the Florida Highway Patrol, it was around 9.30 a.m. Thursday when troopers received multiple calls about a woman being beaten along the southbound side of I-75. Why did you giggle during that sentence? Because I'm just thinking about this happening on the side of the road. It's fucking crazy. The woman was beaten. (laughs) Says Vinny. What the fuck is wrong with you? It's just weird that it's happening on the side of the road. Uh, they found a. The police found a Dodge Ram pickup <laughs> and pulled over. What's wrong with us? There was, <laughs> there was a couple of giggle pusses. Yep. Uh, they found a Dodge Ram pickup. They had pulled over because of a blowed tire. Several witnesses were still at the scene, along with the female victim. They told troopers that the truck had suffered a tire blowout while the woman was driving. That's when her husband yanked the steering wheel, nearly sending the truck and its trailer out of control before it came to a stop on the outside shoulder. Troopers say an argument ensued, and the woman's husband of 12 years, later identified as Joey Edward Morgan, walked around to the driver's side of the truck and pulled her into the I-75 travel lanes by her hair. Then he allegedly headbutted her. <laughs> what are you laughing at now? Points for the headbutt. I, I think that if you're going to be a white beater, you got to be creative. Yeah, with this that. guy listens to Rogan. Dude, that's, <laughs> this fucking, guy's like, that's fucking funny. Headbutting your wife? Yeah. 
He punched her and then shoved her into the path of a tractor trailer. This sounds better than any tables, ladders, and chairs match I've ever heard about. This is hilarious. It's up there. So oh my god! It's a tractor trailer match! I can't believe it! Oh my god, King! She's broken in half! <laughs> Baga! Baga! But did we see her tits? JR, I'm ruining this. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, shoved her into the path of a tractor trailer, which had to swerve to avoid hitting her. By the way, throwing someone in front of a truck is a terrible way to murder someone. Do you know why that is, Vinny? There's a witness. So you're, you're not going to get away with it when you shove someone in front of a truck because someone's watching you do that. There is a wit What are you going to do then? Grab the truck driver, throw him in front of a car? Like, where does it end? Yeah. <laughs> How do you get away with this? Yeah. I don't think he was thinking clearly. <laughs> no, I don't think so. This is so like Chris Benoit level shit. Yeah. Uh, Morgan repeatedly threatened to kill her before running from the scene on foot and disappearing into the woods. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Real threatening. <laughs> the troopers searching the area, they were unable to find Morgan. Troopers say that the 45-year-old Summerfield man is now wanted on a charge of attempted murder. He's living in the woods now. Yeah, uh, really bad idea to beat your wife on the side of the interstate. There will be multiple witnesses to that. Correct. It's almost as dumb as raping an animal on stage. It's, Correct. It's that level stupid. Or marry like a 10-year-old. Come on. Dude, that's creepy. <laughs> Solid that's point. creepy. This next story also happened in Florida, and this one really fascinated me. Charles McMillian Jr. was dropping off a U-Haul van with his young son and a childhood friend, when out of nowhere, bullets start flying at them. Just as they had parked the van at the U-Haul drop-off at uh, this plaza, they were sending McMillan's truck getting ready to go. As he typed in the mileage on the phone app to drop off the fucking truck, gunshots are going off. They looked back and saw these two old-ass people coming towards them, both pointing guns in their direction. The couple yelled, don't move, and then other commands for them to surrender. But McMillan threw his GMC truck in reverse, drove around the van, and sped off in a blind panic. They heard more gunfire as they fled. They managed to escape Thursday night with their lives. They fucking sped out. They called the police. It turns out that the two shooters were Wallace Fountain, 77, and his wife, Beverly Fountain, 72, the owners of the strip mall. They were waiting inside of another U-Haul yep. because they said someone had been stealing gas and they wanted to scare off any culprits. Now, Mr. McMillan and uh, his friend, Mr. Clemens, said the fountains who are white never asked why they were there or even whether they needed any help. They just opened fire. They saw three black people unarmed dropping off a U-Haul. They got guns and they started shooting. Isn't it weird? Vigilantes in comic books are always really cool. They're like the Punisher or Batman. But in real life, vigilantes are either teenagers or retirees. Yeah. Why it's is that? 77 fucking... 77 years old, he's out there trying to shoot criminals. Now, the wife said she denied ever knowing McMillian or Clemens' skin color. She said what asked, were they black? Oh, were those black gentlemen? We just thought it was criminal. We weren't going off on that at all. <laughs> and that's a quote. She goes, you've got vandalism and theft going on at your property. We're just trying to protect our property. That's the only issue here. Well, no. The only issue is you're shooting at people. And that's illegal. You shouldn't do that. Well, they were they were shooting warning shots. There were six shots fired into the air to scare these people. It's that's an insane approach to criminal justice. You might want to, I don't know, talk to them first. How long do you think it took <laughs> those two fuckers to get in and out of the van, in and out of the back of the U-Haul they were hiding and waiting for people? I don't know. Which one had a walker? They had to have the ramp up. Yeah, right. <laughs> 
the the shit that they said to the cops is insane. They pretty much admitted to everything that they did. They're like, well, we thought that they, I thought I heard them siphoning gas, so we came out guns a blazing. Yeah, as if that's like, oh, oh, well, if they were breaking the law, well, then of course you'd start shooting guns at them. That makes that makes perfect sense. They come from a different time, Carl. It's like the, the the cops get there. Simpler times, and you're allowed to shoot black people that right, are on your property. Right. The cops get there, and they're like, I already told you. My wife said they were scary N-words, so we immediately started shooting guns. They Can we acting, go now? They were acting N-wordy. <laughs> Can we please were, go now? What else do you need uh, to know? These people are just shooting guns at people. <laughs> what's, what's wrong with these fuck? How do you live 77 years and think that this is okay? It's how you live 77 years, Carl. Maybe. From his cold, dead hand. Later in the article, yeah. if I can skip back, there's Please a lot be my guest. in this article. Please go ahead. McMillan and Clemens said that they, they hope their story and others like it will prompt new laws banning people from taking the law into their own hands. Uh, dummy, there's already a law. You cannot shoot guns at people who aren't attacking you. That's already like, I hope there's new laws. This is a law. What they did was illegal. They started shooting guns at you for no reason. You know, the cop was like, ah, oh, they're just old. Don't worry about it. And this guy's like, we need laws. We like, need a law people about should this. not be allowed to do this. <laughs> what did you guys do wrong? Well, we the are cops black. just let them go. Oh, okay. Well, then that's why. That's why they shot it. Wait, you, know? you were dropping the truck off? <laughs> like, Wait, all three of you are black? Oh, well, then that's, I mean, obviously that's why they shot at you. So we're going to let them go on this one. There are already laws. We don't need more laws. That's not the moral of his story. And this attorney that they have, too. Oh, my God. You really read into this article. I kept just the facts, but go ahead. Well, the attorney was shitty. I agree. Oh, this attorney is turning this into a whole George Floyd. He thinks he's uh, Martin Luther King Jr. He's talking about all this stuff. This is about the race relations in this country. It's like, no, these are just yeah. two lunatics. That guy's office is in the same strip mall that these two people Yeah, right, are. right. <laughs> You know, right. these books behind me actually have information in them. They're not just for show. Hey, Carl, you ready to stop laughing? No. Well, here we go. Uh-oh. We're going to Missouri. Uh, the husband and operator of an unlicensed home daycare is in jail on dozens of counts of possessing child pornography. That's surprising. Usually the unlicensed ones are the best ones. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're Shocking. the cheapest, usually. David Mananis. Ba 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 banana Mananis. <laughs> 62 is now facing 48 new charges that could put him behind bars for life. I'm fine with it. Yeah. The new charges are for lewd and lascivious molestation of a toddler while for photographing. <laughs> Thank you, George. Uh, and several of the daycare children interviewed by detectives said Mananis regularly took photos of them during, quote, naked time. Jeez Louise. When Paul Beach County Sheriff's Office detectives first arrested Mananis on July 30th, they said they found his tablet that contained over 100 images of child of children from infancy to nine years old performing sex acts or having sex acts performed on them. Detectives said one of the images showed a girl between one to two years old laying on her back, her legs held apart by a man while he took the pictures. Now... Vinny, this this is a disgusting story. But yes, it is. I really hope that some good comes out of it. Like that girl that you just described. Yeah. Maybe she becomes the greatest webcam girl in the history of webcamming. She started young. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I mean, Tiger Woods was on TV putting when he was like four years old. This guy was just trying to help her, giving her career advice. Getting the career age. going. Well, here's the interesting part. Detectives say they matched their hair pattern on the arms and hands in the pictures to the hair of Manis's arms and hands. So that tells me you got to get whatever that fucking machine is that Carl's selling on WATP. Man, you need the man groomer. The manscape, <laughs> manscaper. 
What the fuck is that thing you had? The lawnmower 3.0 from manscaped.com. What, yeah. what are you talking about? Oh, yeah. you got to like because shave he's your got, arms. Yeah, if you're going to take pictures of yourself fingering children, you want to make sure there's no recognizable arm hair on there. You're so you need a to be- stupid dumbass. <laughs> the manscaper. <laughs> okay. Use code WHEP. <laughs> get, get away with molestation. Oh boy! Uh, they also notice a similar comforter clothing and diaper changing table in the table in the images. Uh, the children reported that the pictures were taken in the homes of Dave and Nanis, specifically in the master bedroom. And while change, changing to go to the pool, he also took pictures of them. They reported Dave is, David takes naked pictures while the children were playing during naked time, charged with two counts of lewd and lascivious molestation, and then 46 counts of sexual performances by a child. How does he get away with this for so long? He has a thing called naked time. Yep. You're telling me none of the kids get picked up by their parents? You're telling me the state didn't want to license this place? <laughs> I know, right? I can't he, believe it. And you know who he lived with in that house? His wife and his two adult sons. Yeah. Can you imagine what the fuck's going on that even the two adult sons don't pick up on fucking naked time? Well, they're adults who live with their parents. They're probably not doing really well in yeah. life. They they're should probably, probably playing video games. Yeah, they're probably, yeah. probably just get a job and get the fuck out of your house. Ah, <sighs> Well, David Manis. Fucking creep. Enjoy prison. What a piece of shit that guy is. Yeah. Talking about pieces of shit, we're also going to Missouri. By the way, also, he saved all the images. He took the photos with a camera. He had, like, a digital camera he was using. And then saved them onto his tablet. The tablet has a camera. Skip that whole step. You could be watching this on your tablet He's 62, Carl. He's 62 years old. And maybe the resolution isn't what he wants. Maybe he needs the DPI. I'm, I'm sure he doesn't even have a nice camera. He's got two adult sons living at home. That's true. This guy's a fucking idiot. Terrible parent. Terrible babysitter. Yeah, I mean, he's no Michael Jackson, but it's pretty gross. Yeah. Um, funny thing is, he did not marry any of the children. So. <laughs> so, were, he was engaged, but it, it didn't work out. Yeah. That, two, <laughs> that two-year-old was just a little too loose around the swings. Yeah, as soon as she turned three, he was like, oh, I'm just not into her anymore. Yeah, people grow apart. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, Sherry None of this is funny. Paolo, a Missouri woman who prosecutors say was the most culpable in the death of a developmentally disabled man, has been sentenced to 17 and a half years in prison on federal charges this last week. Uh, the developmentally disabled man in question had a terrible last few months of his life, according to a lawsuit filed by the family. His name was Carl DeBrody, and he was staying at a Second Chance Homes facility. Uh, but sometime before his death, Paolo allegedly brought to Brody and another resident to stay overnight at her home. Like, she was checking them out like library books. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, at the home, the suit said to Brody was forced to do manual unpaid labor and sleep on the floor of the basement without a bed or a mattress. Unfinished basement also. Yeah. Oh, well, shag carpeting like my uh, wood paneled basement. You're, I'd stay in your ba- in your basement. I would. I would. I could I've pass out drunk on that floor. No, I've done that. That's a good carpet down there. That's <laughs> no, like all kinds of no shit. No doubt. I wake up feeling rusted. Ugh. So not only is he doing all this unpaid work, his health is deteriorating, and DeBrody and the other resident were allegedly forced to physically fight each other for the benefit and amusement of the caregiver and her family. Isn't that funny? There's a retarded fight club. The first, happening. What's the first rule of Fight Club? Potato chips. <laughs> no, you know what's funny about that is it's called Second Chance Homes, so there's always a rematch. <laughs> Carl, one night, starts screaming in the middle of the night. 
Family members believe he was taken upstairs in this woman's home, placed into a bathtub with the shower running while he was convulsing and bleeding from his nose and mouth. Carl died as a result of this episode. The lawsuit said Carl remained in the bathtub for two or three days until he was ultimately placed in the city of Fulton trash can and encased in concrete. Yeah. So they found his remains a year later Yeah. in concrete. Yeah. And I just want to ask, how do you fuck that up? What kind of bad craftsmanship? What was a foot hanging out or something? Well, how do you find a body in concrete? He was placed into if a storage unit. If you do unit. it the right way, she, you should be able to hide the body in concrete. Well, she rolled. She she admitted what she did. Because here, here's the Thanks funny. Thanks for shitting on my joke. Man. Yeah, who, it's who a good you, joke. Who are you fucking Sean the audio engineer? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, Carl. Actually, what happened was she confessed it. Okay, thanks. No, he's on a successful show. This situation happened in 2017. This yeah. guy died between October 24th and like November. They said like 25th. They placed it to about a month, mm-hmm. but he wasn't reported missing by the facility until April 17th of 2017. Yeah, so he was passed. missing for months. And once people started investigating, like, hey, who checked him out last? They're like, oh, it was Paulo over there. It was Sherry. She ended up confessing to what happened. And a lot of people are in serious trouble. Police said that she... You're in serious trouble. This retarded man is in concrete, and you're in a lot of trouble for that, Sherry. And we also don't like that you make them fight each other and headbutt each other. You're in a lot of trouble, young lady. By the way, the picture of these people, there's a picture of the caretaker, Sherry, and a picture of the mentally disabled person, Carl. I can't tell them apart. I don't know which one's which. Yeah. Did you notice that? They both look mentally disabled to me. Paid one to watch the other. Yeah. Uh, Paula told police she watched Brody stop breathing, but despite knowing CPR and first aid, she did not attempt to resuscitate him. Why do you tell the police that? Why would you say exactly that? for the reason you just explained <laughs> now, so nor stupid. did she seek medical help. Paula pleaded, pled guilty in November to one count of depriving uh, Brody of his civil rights and one count of health care fraud. Yeah. The St. Louis post dispatch reports. Paula also was ordered to pay the government $106,795 for Medicaid claims. You know what the second rule of retarded fight club is? Don't remember it. <laughs> there are no second rules. So that's a good point. So, ladies and gentlemen, that is this week's Scum Parade. How do you feel about that, Carl? Uh, the Scum Parade keeps getting scummier and scummier. I don't know how you do it, buddy, I, but it's impressive. Hard work. Now, remember, folks, don't forget to vote for Gigi Allen on Twitter this week, at CreepOffPod. Uh, leave us a voicemail, 585-371-8108. Please rate and review. And, uh, and you want to send me your terrible podcast for the podcast death stream send them to the creep off pot at gmail.com michael jackson is clearly the biggest creep of the 80s in any category um i disagree he built an amusement park at his house so that he could fuck children that's pretty elaborate well if you get raped at my show you're probably better off for it so uh no, it's nice to be important ignorant. that's ignorant but it's more important to be nice Gigia. Well, I'll tell you one thing. People feel sorry for themselves after they're raped, and that's not what they should do. They should build from strength. If a girl gets raped when she's 10, she may not get raped and killed when she's 15 because she'll be conditioned for that situation. Well, I'll tell you... Uh-oh, retard alert. Retard alert, class. What an asshole! On Father's Day, my daddy gave me the great gift of letting me watch him masturbate, and I got to his mouth, and it was the greatest father-daughter experience I've ever had in my life.
<laughs> that's, a, that's a pretty good sound clip right there. I got to give it to you.